is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe, I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. We're back. 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Hammond text line. This is the happy hour officially now. It's uh, 2.08 p.m., so we have officially went into me and Rico's show. Rico, what's up? <laughs> I'm Hello. I'm just I'm just amazed by this right now. You, like like you said, this is the happy hour brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting. Uh, I I I'm gonna bring in the show. Uh, I'll take us <laughs> out. I'll do all that stuff. I'm just gonna let Nick rant because I, he is he is he is in a mood to rant. He is he's feeling himself. He got his new glove today. Yeah, we're he's extremely about excited this. about that. I don't know what happened or who did what, but he started talking about umpires went into bats. Started <laughs> talking about uneducated parents buying five hundred dollar bats for their kids, and it's completely unnecessary. And I'm learning so much right now. You know, I got I got two young kids. Hopefully, if if you know everything goes right and they enjoy sports, they'll be playing baseball and softball. I'm not gonna say you know going to college whatever doing that, but hopefully they play a little bit because I you know yeah. I like I like watching baseball, I like watching softball. So we'll get into that. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts, any questions for Nick, Mister Baseball Expert over here, no. hit us up. Not baseball expert, but you know he's a baseball expert. I don't care. I'm gonna say it. Starter Heyman text line, Han of Lincoln hotline four zero two four six four five six eight five. Tell your friends, tell your parent friends, tell everybody that you know to get in here, learn you. This is free knowledge right now. You don't have to go anywhere to listen to it. You That's can true. pull it up on your phone, pull it up on the app. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, watch the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, and get you some free baseball and softball knowledge from one Nick Sainer. Nick, well, I'm, I'm gonna let you take so, it away because so, you're feeling good. Here's the thing, Rico. With this discussion, I hope. Wherever you go to buy your baseball equipment, call out call out the salesman. <laughs> like, do it. Please. Don't be afraid. Like, do not be afraid. This is why I want to because um, we could talk. We'll, we'll talk about steaming gloves. Why it's bad. Oh. Um, you can head over to the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream right now. Look at that thing. So a couple weeks ago, about a month, two months ago, I announced that I customized a glove, a Heart of the Hide Rawlings glove. For slow pitch softball, twelve and a half inches. I posted some pictures on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainert, and uh, I got it into the into the mail or in the mail today. It shipped. It's got a little Cubs logo. It's got his name on it. Look yeah, at that. It's Nick got my Sainert. name, and then inside it's got the. I think this color was Carolina blue. Gross. On, you know what you should have done. I don't know if it's possible. You should have got Nick Sainert, but the C should have been the Cubs C. No, I could, that would have been bad. It would have been gorgeous. That would have been it would have looked terrible. Because think about how big the logo is yeah, and then my name also yeah, next to it, it. Make it smaller. So once again, slow pitch softball glove right here, 12 and a half inches. Um, good stuff. So shout out to shout out to Rawlings for, for hooking us up with some customized gloves. All right, so Beautiful. let's talk about gloves. Um, 402-464-5685. Craig says this, don't give a crap about baseball, but Nick's enthusiasm is good radio. Rant on, brother. Um, Kidoba guy, I can very confidently say that I've never heard anyone speak so passionately about bats before. <laughs> I love it. Gus says this, hey, Nick, good convo about bats and the uneducated parents about equipment. Um, we'll, we'll continue that one. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that once again. All right, really quickly, cause there is some stuff to get to talking about gloves, um, breaking it in, never steam a glove. 
it destroys the leather. No matter what people tell you, like obviously it's going to make the leather super flimsy. Destroys the leather. Don't ever steam it. Don't ever put heat you, on it. What do you mean by destroys the leather? What, do you, what are we talking? Well, about? It, it just puts, makes it bad. It, it moisture like puts moisture into yeah. the leather. Yeah, and so it destroys the leather. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes, Mark Onweiler. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, so I guess I'm being going to be put on Sports Out of Context. I I hope Sports Out of Context was listening. It's a perfect quote. Twelve and a half inches. Good stuff. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Mark. I'm glad that you're you're listening intently uh, to this. But so with that, don't ever steam it. Don't ever put wa- like moisturize or uh, put moisture into the glove when you get a new glove. Which you don't have to buy an A2000, a $200 or $300 glove for a kid. You don't. Why? Because they're not going to take care of the glove. You never want it pancaked. You never want it to like stretch it out. You never want to, like, when they're not using it, here's the biggest thing I always say. When you're not using it, put a ball in the pocket, put a hand towel, put a rubber band around it, and set it in your bag like that. Why? Because it leaves the shape of the glove and it's all good to go. So, like, do not pancake it. Do not try to like bend it in certain ways that it's bad. Um, like it, it just destroys the leather. So, and once again, nine-year-olds do not need $300 gloves. Why? Because they're not going to take care of it. At the end of the day, you can preach and, and rag on them to take care of the glove and don't throw the glove, don't throw the equipment, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, they're not going to. As, as harsh it is to say in here, they're not going to. A guy or a baseball or softball player does not need an A2000 until high school. Why? Because that's when they're able to take care of their own glove. That's when they're able to understand that I need to keep a pocket. It's not good to pancake. You can't just throw it in your bag. Um, all that little stuff is crucial into uh, you know stretching out the life of, of your baseball or softball equipment. Okay, wet blank. Or not, uh, Kido, or Gus says this one. I coached select fast pitch for years, and you'd be surprised about how many parents dropped big bucks on bats that weren't a good fit for their player. Too heavy, too long, too short, wrong drop, etc. Parents should ask their coaches before buying that big purchase. Now, about gloves, parents, quit buying the biggest glove out there. But the size of the glove that fits your player nicely, along with the style for the position your child plays. Again, ask around before the big purchase. These items are probably a $700 investment. Ouch. On top of that $700 investment as well, if you're playing select baseball or softball, you're looking at $1,200, $1,500 to play. So, like, and and once again, this goes back to the $400 bats, or you don't need the composite bats as a nine-year-old player. It goes back to that whole, um, think about it in the long run, you're going to have to buy another bat next year and the following year and two years down the road, like, it's over and over that you're going to have to drop $1,500. So if you can spend th- or, or save $300 in the bat department with a bat that's going to fit your your player better, and once again, like I said, at that young age, it's all about confidence, and with a bigger barrel on like a Marucci F5 or a, a Rawlings um, oh, Velo, I want to say it's called, um, once again, a little more on the cost-effective side, going to have the same purpose, teach them skill, teach them the fundamentals, not that money will make you a better player because at the end of the day I can attest to this it does not <laughs> it really does not um yeah so so good stuff there all right 402 5685 any thoughts Rico uh no I got I got nothing like I said I, I didn't play baseball I don't know any of this but uh I'm, I'm glad to get some free knowledge from you there it's fantastic once again ask any questions Twitter DMs are open 
I got I got enough I know enough uh, people in the baseball and softball world that if you have questions, I can I can answer them. So he's got friends. Up, hit me up on Twitter, Nick underscore Saner, if you have any questions. All right, so. You also, you still have three minutes of uninterrupted Cubs talk if you would like to take that. Should we just take it now? If you want if you want to, that's your call. Or you can save it. You can bring in fellow well, Cubs well, fan Nathan. I think I'll do that in the okay. final segment. Okay. In case bring anybody in. was wondering, me we and have him, to, have, we have a thing. Yeah. If, if Seiya Suzuki hits a home run, Nicholas gets three minutes of uninterrupted Cubs talk for, mm-hmm. for every home run he hits. So he hit one over the weekend. I'm, giving him, bomb. His, I'm, I'm giving him his time. A bomb on an off-speed pitch right down the heart of the plate. Took it left center. Bomb. Shohei 2.0. Cubs get him for five years until he goes and signs with the Angels to play with his hero, Mike Trout. Yeah. But it's okay because Seiya Suzuki's my hero. All right. Um, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Feel free to join us on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Um, Okay, so Husker football. Rico. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll round out the first segment with this. How much are we going to take away from this spring game? Because going into it, going into it, it was we can't take that much, and now here we are after it, saying, okay, yeah, fifty-five thousand fans is great, but what about the stuff that's on the field? In one hundred percent honesty, on the field wasn't anything to write home about. There was, uh, in 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 all honesty, for me at least, I'm not going to speak for everybody. For me, there was very little to take away from this spring game. Uh, there are some things you can take away from it, but but all in all, it was very vanilla. Uh, they ran the ball a lot. That doesn't that doesn't mean they're going to run the ball this season. Who knows? They could still pass the ball. They could just be saving all that. You know, again, not trying to give up any of their plays. Not trying to get anything. All the all the new route concepts they're installing uh, on tape. So again, you don't know there. Uh, Anthony Grant looked good on his one run, but he he may have been touched in the backfield. He he. Maybe would have been tackled later on down the field if they were tackling. Yeah, uh, Jacques Yant, It seemed as if he was wanting to run through people along with Ramirez Johnson. They were wanting to run through people, but they played in the first half. It was two hand touch. They get touched. They're running into a pile. They're trying to push their way through. But but you're down. You get in that pile. You're down. So again, you can't take anything away from that. And then the the guys that played in the second half. I'm not. I don't want to take anything away from them. They're playing at a Division One level. They're they're much more talented at football than I am. But for by and large, a decent amount of the guys who play in the second half, you may or may not see Ever. in in a meaningful snap for Nebraska at least this season. You may see some later on in their years in Nebraska, but at least this season, you may or may not see these guys play meaningful snaps for Nebraska. They're they look. They're supremely talented. They're better athletes than I am. Mm-hmm. But that second half of the spring game, very few guys playing in that second half will see some snaps for Nebraska during the regular season. All right, so Casey Thompson finishes three of four, only through four pass attempts, 31 yards. Um, let's see, a couple other names. Smothers finishes five of 14. Chubba, five of 10. Uh, Heinrich Harburg, four of seven. Um, that's the top four quarterbacks there. Um, running backs, Anthony Grant, six carries, 69 yards, one touchdown, had the 60-yard touchdown run. Um, out of those 69 yards, like you said, Rico. A um, couple other, Jock Ant, 11 carries, 29 yards. Ramir Johnson, 6 carries, 14 yards. Like, here's what I'll say. Ryan from Nashville says this. Hate to say it, but we may be in trouble this year. Didn't even know what to think about Saturday. The energy was good. I enjoyed seeing the kids have fun and making it competitive towards the end. But as far as the roster, eesh. 
Ryan from Nashville. I mean, there's not much you can take. Like, you can say the offensive line got some good pushes. Uh, they gave up a couple of yeah. sacks, but they also they also beat up the defensive line a couple of times. There were there were a few times where the offensive line opened up massive holes for running backs, but one person got through, tapped a person on the shoulder, and they were down. Mm-hmm. So you know there there were some good things from the offensive line. There were some good things from the defensive line. I don't know what to take away from it. Uh, I, I I understand Garrett Nelson flashed, got two sacks, and everybody yeah. loved it. You know he was dipping his shoulder, getting around the tackle, but there were multiple times where Garrett Nelson got stonewalled. There are multiple times where the defensive line got stonewalled and, and the offensive line got really good push. And again, that's without two of two of probably your starters at the left tackle and right tackle position. So I don't so know what that, I don't know what to take away from. Is it. that more of a defensive line thing or an offensive line thing? I don't know because both teams they both showed good things and they both showed bad things. There were there were times where they filled the hole. There were times where Nash Hotmarker was impossible to move in the middle and he and he swallowed up a hole and they had to, you know, cut back and, and do something there. But there were times where he got moved and a and a massive hole opened in the middle. I'm a- there were times where the offensive line, you know, parted parted the defense like the Red Sea and the quarterback was able to step up in the pocket and, and deliver a throw. There were times where the quarterback was was, you know, getting pressured extremely hard from from the left and the right side. So there yeah. were good things, there were bad things. I, there's really nothing that I can take away from this because of how many injuries there were and how little you got to see of some of those starters. I, I, there's very little I can take away from this, except for AJ Rollins, very athletic on just the. I'm just talking about the one catch, not the fact that he had four. Just the one catch where it was the mm-hmm. downfield throw from Chubba Purdy. He jumped up over both defenders, made the catch, slammed on the ground, held onto it. Fantastic catch from him. Uh, Maybe you see more of him during the regular season due to the fact that you've got a lot of injuries. Maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to agree with Wet Blanket here on the text line. He says this, My take, Prohaska and Corcoran uh, better get healthy or uh, Casey Thompson will be broken by October. Um, I think I'm not going to say that I take everything away from, from the spring game because obviously we can't. And, and obviously there's a lot of uh, – you know, reserves put in early on, and, and they're trying, they're mixing up number ones with twos and number twos with threes and, and so on. But right out of the gate, I mean, Thompson had no time. And, and part of that's Garrett Nelson. But like, um, it, it goes back to the conversation that me and Vershawn were having last week. Like, I don't have confidence right now from what we've seen in years past that. Nebraska has five offensive linemen that they put above and beyond everybody else in that room. And that's extremely worrisome, in my opinion. Now, time, sort of on their side. They have the summer to figure it out. And there's going to be flashes. There's always flashes. Um, But... There's a chance that we're Nebraska is going to be facing a much better defensive line than Nebraska faced on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's just the truth. Like Garrett Nelson is a is is on on pace to have a great year. Like he's uh, transformed his body. He's, absolutely, he's, he's gotten better. But at the end of the day, what happens when Nebraska faces a Garrett Nelson esque defensive end and a much better defensive line, like as a group? In the Big Ten Conference. Like, uh, there's situations here where the offensive line is concerning, not only for Casey Thompson's health. Like, we've seen it in years past. You can say whatever you want from about Adrian Martinez when he's standing up and, and he's upright and, and fails to make the necessary passes. 
But you can also say that to an extent, there were a lot of times, whether it was last season or, or his three previous years, where Adrian Martinez had no time. I, well, I, I think there were, I looked at the stats one one time last during the season last year, and he had been sacked over thirty time or twenty seven times every single year. Mm-hmm. And it's like at that point, you have you you can't expect your quarterback to be Superman. It goes back to what we said about Adrian Martinez. This team is better when the quarterback does not have to play be Superman. Like that's the truth. Stop trying to make your quarterback be Superman and you'll be okay. And that all starts up front in the trenches mm-hmm. with an offensive line because it's going to help your running game. It's going to open up things within the passing game and it's all going to work together. With the running back talent that they have this year, I, it seems as if they're they're trying to take some pressure off of the quarterback shoulders. They've got uh, something that I that I did take away from from this spring game is very capable backups. If if Casey Thompson is named the starter, yeah. slash at least for me, when Casey Thompson is named the starter, uh, Chubba Purdy is better than I thought he was. And I, I'll be the first to admit that I look. I I did not know how good he was going to be. I understand that you know he went to Florida State. He's a Division One prospect. He was high four star, and and Mark Whipple thought the world of him. Wanted him at Pitt, and now he we wanted him for Florida State and Nebraska. And now he got him. But to me, I was like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see much in Chubba Purdy. And and that spring game he was making, and and we know that he was barely practicing because of an injury. So he yeah. comes in, and this is you know probably a, a less than double digit practice for him. At Nebraska, Chubba. so yeah, yeah, so so the throws he was making, the touch he was putting on the ball, and and the zip he was putting on the ball was extremely impressive to me. And he, he, look, he's good, he's good. I like it. You have you have a capable backup. Nebraska shouldn't be scared if things go if things go left to put Chubba Purdy in the game. So have we hopped over Logan Smothers now? Maybe. I really? still, I still I, love see, Logan. I still love I Logan. I still think he's good. I, but, I, but Chubba Purdy looked fantastic. There were a couple for of what, throws. like ten plays. Yeah, look, he got it. Look, he looked good. Okay, great. Once again, we can always say the same thing. What does that mean more about your defense or your offense? I don't know. Because right now, I'm saying it's more look, about he defense. Was, he was putting the ball in, in places where only the receivers could get to him. And that's not on the defense because the defense was playing great. That AJ Rollins throw, the defense was all over him. Chubba Purdy put it up high. AJ went up to get it. I just I, I struggle to take, and I know I just said this the whole well, thing about that's the why I said there's line. that's the one thing that I that I took away from it is he's better than I thought he was. I just uh, man, I just it's so hard for me to jump Logan, and maybe it's because what the staff has said about Logan, but I guess maybe their actions are speaking louder than their their words, and and that's what we all have to go off of right now. Um, let's let's continue this conversation after the break. We'll be right back. Um, send in your thoughts, 402-464-5685. What are we thinking on the spring game? How do we feel about quarterbacks, running backs, offensive line, all that good stuff? We'll, we'll be right back on the happy hour. Follow 